Welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037 The Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Today's episode of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast is brought to you by rockauto.com, where they have amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Folks, hope you all had a wonderful weekend. I know I sure did. Talking uh, just, you know, about looking at sports, I guess, and being able to watch sports. Not only that, but being able to enjoy some of the finer things of the great state of Arkansas and weather-wise and hanging out at the lake, which is a good time because, you know, we're not going to have many weekends left where we'll be able to go outside and, and enjoy the beautiful weather. And you know what, folks? That's actually a good thing. It's actually a good thing because that means that the colder it gets, the closer we are to football, and here we are, just a little over 30 days away from Razorback football starting up. Fall camp was officially underway last week. Uh, we were able to not only talk some of the things about that, but get into really uh, you know, what's this team going to look like and some of the expectations that are going to come along with it. And in fact, uh, at the recording of this podcast, we just got done hearing from a few of the Razorback football players, mainly Dorian Gerald, Myron Cunningham, and Traylon Burks. And just uh, some of the thoughts that they had on the season thus far, or the fall camp season, I should say, thus far. And, uh, you know, it's, it's crazy because a few of the comments on, I'll just, you know, there really wasn't much as far as groundbreaking stuff. Obviously, Dorian Gerald coming back after a season-ending injury last year. And uh, considering that he actually looked pretty good in the uh, small amount of time that he was able to play last year, that's big. Uh, but... You know, there wasn't anything telling about, you know, what this team's capable of or what they're doing right now and, and all of that. But I did think it was really interesting in a few of the comments that were made specifically about the offensive pieces with uh, the lineman Myron Cunningham and, of course, Arkansas wide receiver Traylon Burks. So we'll start with uh, Myron Cunningham because, you know, the offensive line is the biggest piece this year. It's the biggest key to the success of this team. Uh, without having an offensive line that will actually be able to put things together, you know, it's it's going to be difficult for them to actually have any sort of success, no matter the type of skill position players that they have. They actually have some uh, some work to do on the offensive line. So we know how bad it's been. And by to take that next step, you're going to have to really rely on guys like a Myron Cunningham. But one of the things that he, he said about this year and this fall camp, because that's really what this podcast it's mainly going to be dealing with is just kind of looking at the differences of last fall camp to this year's fall camp, other than the obvious of, of the COVID-19 concerns. But, you know, Myron Cunningham was talking about the pace of practice and uh, the speed of practice and all of that. And his quote was, is that the pace is way faster this year than it was last year. It's like a whole new level, end quote. And when I hear that, you know, I don't get just all hot and bothered, like, oh, my goodness, here we go. That's what we want to hear, baby. Let's do it. You know, I, that's not the, the first reaction that I get. The first reaction that I get is that, well, last year, obviously, the plan was to go very fast pace. We remember all that, all that full tilt, boogie, left lane, hammer down nonsense that literally gives me indigestion every time I hear it once again. Like, we knew that they were going fast, and we knew that that, that was their plan of going fast. But the fact that Myron Cunningham is saying that the pace is a whole new level this year, folks, I don't, I don't take that as him saying that, 
oh, as far as the time, like the, the plays, they're getting in faster and faster this year than last year. Maybe there's a little bit of that. But when I heard that comment, the first thing that I, I thought of, at least, was that this offense is not only moving at a fast pace, but at an effective fast pace. That Kendall Bryles, the offensive coordinator, is doing what they can to make sure that they mimic an in-game situation as best as possible. Not just running plays and plays and plays and plays and plays and plays and plays over and over and over and over and over and over and over again without you know having any sort of breakdowns or any sort of in-game situations or anything like that. What I take that as is that they're gonna treat they're treating these practices and these scrimmages like real game action. When you got a play that goes for 12 yards, you're immediately up to the line of scrimmage once again, and you're running the play that would make it first and 10 again. Uh, when a play only goes for three yards and it's second and seven, you run up to the, you run up to the play, uh, line of scrimmage immediately, and you got your second and seven play in place. Uh, goal line situations, you got those in place. Red zone, uh, you know, maybe plays off of a turnover, whatever it may be. I'm taking it as not a pace as in another level of speed, but to put it bluntly, another case of absolute competence when it comes to that pace, a pace of competence, if you will. That's how I see it. Now, I'm not there at practices. You know, I, all we get is to, just a little bit of opportunity to talk to some of the players. So, you know, I, I don't have any evidence of this. I am just taking it for what I see it as. And how I see this is that as my, someone like Myron Cunningham basically saying that, even though we are going fast, extremely fast right now, it, it's, not for, it's not for nothing. It's not just because it's like, oh, yeah, well, that's what we want to do. There's reasoning behind it. There's actual pace behind it. There's organization behind it. There's a reason for it. And that makes me feel a lot more confident that these practices, because I, I honestly think that last year the practices is where this team lost games. You know, the, from what I understood, this is, again, just from what I heard inside the grapevine, uh, but what I heard is that the practices were terrible because all they did was run plays, just plays and plays and plays over again. There was no development. There was no organization. There was no reasoning. There was no – everybody was on completely and totally opposite pages. Like, it was a mess. It was an absolute mess, and it was that way every single practice. There wasn't true preparation it was more just like, hey, let's just do repetition instead. And I feel like that's the difference in this year is that you not only have guys that are putting in preparation and try to make sense out of it all, but you also have uh, a coaching staff that is as organized as possible to make sure that everything that they do and every situation they find themselves in makes sense. And I think that that's a big factor in all of this, and it's something that if you're a Razorback fan, you really enjoy hearing. Uh, at least I do. I enjoy hearing it, and I think that – uh, something like that is going to go a long way. And we'll talk about what some of the things that Traylon Burks had to say, which was even more interesting as far as some of the comments, especially when he's talking about comparisons. Uh, but first, before we do that, though, folks, I, I mentioned about rockauto.com and some of the things that they are able to do. But it, it's, it's something different when you can go to a website that's easy to use, that gives you low prices, and that really tries to help you out as much as possible. You know, I've been to stores like some of these uh, big chain stores when it comes to auto parts. You know, I could be looking for something as simple as a light. And it, it's not very helpful. You usually have to wait in line because there's not a lot of employees there. And when you, when you do find them, it seems like they don't really know what you're talking about because the make and model of your vehicle isn't something they're used to. Whatever it is, it's difficult. 
But at rockauto.com, you don't have to deal with that because they have a catalog online that is so much better than anything you've ever seen inside of any store. They have it. It's a catalog that's unique, remarkably easy to navigate, and you can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle, and you can choose the brand, specifications, and even the prices that you prefer. Best of all, rockauto.com are always reliably low when it comes to their prices, and it's the same price for professionals as it is do-it-yourselfers, so why would you spend twice as much for the same parts? It would not make sense. So go to rockauto.com now and see all the car parts that you have available for your car or your truck. Just write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, moving on into the next segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Uh, Traylon Burks was the other player that we were able to, to speak with in the media on a Zoom conference. And, you know, he might be – I don't think it actually is even a might. Like, the dude is amazing. Like, he is a guy that I love watching, and I think that there's a lot of expectations for him because of his size and his speed and his ability. I, I mean, he is a, he's a wide receiver, and it just still blows my mind that a wide receiver as good as him didn't score a touchdown last year. Like, what? What? Like, arguably the best offensive player on the field besides somebody like uh, Rakeem Boyd. Like, he only didn't even get one touchdown last year. It's just unheard of. But anyways, uh, you know, he's, he's always been a guy that's been very positive, and I think he loves Arkansas, and he loves playing for Arkansas. So he's one of those guys that's really easy to root for as well. But a few comments that he had that I thought uh, uh, really stood out to me is, one, he said, quote, I'll do whatever it takes to help the Razorbacks win. Now, that was uh, in a question that was asked about his punt returning and uh, also doing some wildcat stuff that they, they did last year, and they asked him if that's been something that uh, has been discussed. But he, he said, listen, I'm going to do whatever it takes to help the Razorbacks win. And that's a mentality that is easy to say, but it's another thing to actually do. And for him to say that and have the confidence to go along with it, I think goes a long way for a lot of different Razorback fans to hear it. And there's something special about having a kid that's from the state of Arkansas that'll actually put on the state of Arkansas, if you will. Not only just wear it on their chest and go to school there, but something where they're like, hey, I understand that I got the entire state on my back. I got the entire state on my back and I'm willing to take it wherever it needs to go and to be as amazing as I need to be to make it all work. And to hear comments like that, again, it may be cliche to some of you, but I think it goes a long way for me. Like, that's the type of stuff I want to hear more about and hear more about from guys like Traylon Burks. But uh, not only did he have uh, a comment like that, but two things really stood out as far as the other comments go. First off, he said, when he's, I actually asked him about the quarterbacks and about Felipe Franks and, and, and the guys that are there. He said that this is, this is okay. So maybe I'm going to read it to you so that way – uh, you can actually get context because maybe I'm looking at it wrong or differently, but I'll just read it to you and I'll tell you what I think about it. He says, quote, we actually have good competition in, quarter, in the quarterback room this year. We have guys out there competing and bringing it every day. They're earning their spot in that room. Uh, he also made a comment kind of off, off the cuff of that one, saying something to the extent of it's not just we have like guys that are the guys. Uh, we got true competition. Now, how I take that is two different ways. I take it as one, 
you have guys that are actually going in and putting in the work as quarterbacks, and they even though they know maybe what their spot is or who's winning the battle or whatnot, they also know that they have an opportunity to step up. Like they're actually making it to where uh, it can be easier for guys to move up or into positions if they perform to a particular level. No favoritism. And honestly, that's the other thing kind of in dealing with that that I see is that he's saying that we don't have just their guys. And I think in year one of Chad Morris, he walked in and he knew that all he had was Ty Story and uh, the, the, I always want to call him uh, the riverboat or whatever it was, uh, you know, the franchise, Cole Kelly, however you want to put it. But that's all he had. So he, I think that when he walked into that, those are the two quarterbacks that were behind. He says, you know what? I don't like you guys. I don't like you guys. You guys aren't good enough. You guys aren't the good guys I want. I want my guys. And when he brought in his guys of Nick Starkle and Ben Hicks, I think that rubbed people the wrong way a lot. I think that really upset some people. And saying, okay, so you bring in these guys, but you shud the other guys away, and you treat these guys differently. I think he treated those two players differently than K.J. Jefferson. I think he treated them differently than, you know, John Stephen Jones or anything like that. I think that they came in, they walked in, and they said, all right, these are our guys. But the problem was is they had no conviction in actually figuring out who the guy was. They just kind of went about it all willy-nilly. It was just like, well, golly gee, shucks, hopefully one of these guys work out, and if not, we'll just replace him with the other one, which was an absolute disaster. There's no favorites in this quarterback room, boys. There's no favorites on this team. This team is all about the best man plays. The best quarterback plays, the best wide receiver plays, everybody, whoever it is, is going to have the same chance, but the best man wins every time. That is what you want. That's what I want. That's what the American people want. They want the best man, best woman, best whatever. It doesn't matter the the sport or non-sport. Whoever's the best at their job, give them the job. And that's what I want to hear from guys like Traylon Burks is that he understands that in, in the quarterback room especially, it's important to have confidence as a quarterback, but it's also important that that quarterback has that confidence because they earned it. Not because they just walked into it, not because they got lucky with it, not because the, the, you know, they had a had the better name or their family was involved. None of that. They earned their spot. They earned their respect because they were the best player on the field. And that's the most important thing to me. I want the best man to be in that position. And according to that quote right there, that's what that says to me. It says that without a doubt, the best quarterback that will be on the field come game one against Georgia, come hell or high water, that's going to be the guy that earned that spot, not because he was given it, but because he earned it. That is the most important. Folks, another great quote from Traylon Burks, and we'll close out the podcast. Coming up next, but first, this on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, final segment on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I told you about the quote from Traylon Burks and the final quote that I thought was one of the coolest ones and uh, the most telling ones. And it was a simple question uh, that was actually asked uh, by Hunnel, uh, Hayden B- Bolgavy, I hope I said that right, of uh, THV down here in Little Rock. And he was eventually asking just, hey, what's the biggest difference you feel like from Chad Morris and Sam Pittman as far as their practices go? What's the biggest difference? What do you see from these two guys? And you'll never believe the response. Actually, you will believe the response, but it's still just, again, one of those things you like to hear. 
He says, quote, Pittman truly cares about his players. He doesn't care how good you are. He's going to treat you the same way. Whether it's me or Rakeem Boyd or even a walk-on, he's going to get on us and treat us the same way. And I like that. You know, I hear that. And again, it's, it's telling me something without telling me something. What that tells me is that there was different treatment of different players last season. You know, we already talked about the quarterbacks in the quarterback room and how uh, it seemed like there was some favoritism there. But I think that the favoritism ran so rampant last year that it, it really cost a lot of players the respect and the, and the willingness to play for Chad Morris, especially to play hard. Because I think that maybe some of the particular players in the uh, – whether it's quarterbacks or, or whatever got treated better than others. I think offensive linemen got treated better than others. I think defensive players got treated better than others. I think that everyone could tell where the favoritism played into and went into effect, and it bothered people. And so to hear Traylon Burks, who I'm sure got treated very well last year because he was one of the better players, but for him to say that he doesn't, that Pittman treats us all the same and he truly cares about us, I think that's very telling. Is because last year there were probably times where, uh, you know, it, it, people felt like that Chad Morris didn't really care about him. Because he didn't, it's about showing it in your actions, not just in your speech, but in your actions. And then I could tell you this, folks, if this is just coming from a perspective of from work or business or radio, uh, but, you know, I, I looked at it from the perspective of, you know, if you are going to put your body on the line for somebody, if you're going to put your health on the line for somebody, if you're going to go out and you're going to play for somebody and give it your all every single day, whether it's in practice or in the games or whatnot, if you're going to do that for somebody, they better care about you. They better show that love and appreciation for you doing all that. Because the second that they don't, they give up on it. They, they don't, they don't, they're not, if, you're not, if you're not showing the same respect and love that they're supposed to have for you, they're not going to do their job as well as they can. And that's just human nature. Like if I had a boss that didn't give two rips about me, that was constantly treating me poorly or treating me in a way that I, I didn't feel like I was welcomed or appreciated guess what? I'm probably not going to bring it in my job. And I doubt you would either. And I think it's the same way in this football program. And something that we've seen is that Sam Pittman is kind of coming in and saying, listen, I love you all. I'm going to treat you all the same. I don't care who you are. Because once you even that playing field, folks, then you know that there's no politics in place. There's no issues in place. There's, no thing, no, there's nothing in place that's going to keep you from thinking, you know what? this coach actually cares about me. Because if you see it across the plane and across the whole group, whether it's Rakeem Boyd or a walk-on being treated the same, then you know that it's legitimate. You know that it's a guy that truly is just trying to get the most out of each and every one of you. And that he's not playing any politics. He's not putting on some sort of facade or some face for any just reason. He's doing it because he cares about you. And the fact that all these players have not only said this, about Sam Pittman, but have stayed in the program, have not decided to transfer. Every one of them's bought in and loves what he's doing. It's got to mean something when they get out on the field, for sure. But it also means that they got to go out and they got to perform. And they'll perform 
and they'll fight and they will go to battle for someone like Sam Pittman who shows that he truly cares about him. That, my friends, is something that cannot be overstated enough. Keep, over, keep that type of mentality and you'll see a lot of great things this upcoming football season. Appreciate everybody listening in to the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me at, on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We will keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. 